Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the book, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And I want to ask you, yes, you, the listener something, right here, right now, today, whether this is your first episode you've listened to or you've listened to many, I want you to set an intention for this episode. And what I mean by that is, what would you like to hear today that will make a difference in your life, in your life today, in your life this week? So often I find when I watch TV or I listen to an interview, I'm coming from like, I want to be entertained. But what I want for all of us, meaning you, me, our guest today, is to really put yourself in the game, be on the court. So set an intention of something that would help you through the day today. Now, it might not appear as you want it to, but you might hear some gold in this interview that you find is something that you need to move forward to, forward with. So if you take that on, just say to yourself, I take that on. I don't need to know, but I hope you do because I'm doing the same thing and it makes life a little fun and it makes magic happen. So our guest today, I want to introduce you to a really cool, nice, beautiful lady. Her name is Bee Hers. Bee is coming to us from Steamboat Springs, Colorado, which is a beautiful place. And I, of course, am uh, talking to you from Massachusetts. B is an internationally esteemed intuitive life coach as well as being a psychic medium. In fact, you've heard me mention Bob Olson, the private investigator, who has researched and tested many, 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 many uh, mediums to find out who's the best. And B is has been tested and at one point was only one of 12 official legitimate psychic mediums in the world. So she's a really amazing woman. In addition, B. Hers has worked closely with the living as well as with the dying and the deceased. She served communities as a hospice ambassador and grieving companion volunteer and has helped many obtain peace through connection to their deceased loved ones. Professionally, she's worked as an industrial designer and in marketing, and it'll be really fun to hear how she moved from that into what she's doing now. From what I've discovered and in talking with Bee, she's not only extremely accurate, she's kind, caring, and very loving. She believes in gentle coaching and giving tools to both connect you with your higher self and be guided by spirit to live your best life possible. So she's somebody I want to be friends with forever. Let me introduce you to her. Her name is B. Hers. Welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Well, hello, Sandra, and thank you. It's an honor to be here. And just listening to you, I'm setting my intention as well that maybe uh, I will, as happens often in readings, I, I sort of hear myself. So hopefully I, I will get some gold today as well. And uh, I love that we're setting an intention. And I encourage everyone just to not be a listener, be a participant, because really mediumship and, and really talking to the other side and getting over your being a skeptic is really about having the experience. So this might be, for some of you, an experience. So let it happen. Let's go. Let's go for the ride. I'm ready. Woohoo! Woohoo! And let's let it be fun, too. I mean, I, I have a funny feeling. Oh, a big <laughs> smile on your face, as I do, too. I do. I do. Yeah, I mean, there is grief. I do. I mean, death can be fun. I mean, and it can be funny. Let's, you know. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. Not a doubt. And you may be listening to us today and you've experienced a tremendous loss. So life isn't incur- occurring as fun and funny. Um, no. But just listen. Just be be fully on the court and in the episode and we'll just see where it goes and just know that you're not alone. Um, we support you and let's go. Let's just go. So B, beautiful B. Yeah. And if anyone wants yeah. to see what B looks like, first of all, I have her picture on we don't die radio.com. And then she also has the website B hers psychic medium, or you can just type in B hers.com, which is B E E H E R Z.com. She's a beautiful, gorgeous woman, inside and out. So you can see who she is, who we're talking to today. You're welcome. So, B, how did the story start of you being in the world of uh, psychic medium? I don't imagine you were born and just knew it when, you know, some people wanted no, to be a pilot. No, you know, and... <laughs> it's really interesting. I, you know, you know, everyone, you know, asks this question, and, and, it, and, it's, and it's, it's a journey, you know, and... Right. I did have it as a child. I just didn't know what was happening. And oh. actually, for, yes, for those of us that have had it since childhood, it's not something you would wish on any child because you have all these different experiences. Um, as a small child, I remember actually feeling the presence of, of people sitting on my bed and touching my back and and um, things of that nature. And thank goodness I'm old enough. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> old enough. That there wasn't a lot of psychic or mediumship, you know, no. you know, Teresa yeah. Caputo wasn't on TV. Right. So my mother just thought I, you know, maybe uh, was very compassionate and and just was there for me. I mean, she didn't think it was I was going psychic, a psycho, not psychic, <laughs> you know, and 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 she wasn't a, didn't have the opportunity to be a psychic stage mom until now. She works for me. But uh, she, or medium stage mom, whatever you you wish, um, because there just wasn't a lot of information out there. So what it really started hitting hard was when I turned about 11, and we lived in this home, uh, our first home, because um, my mother was a, a young mother and just one of my heroes to this day. And she bought our first home, and we were in it. We were redoing it. It was an old home from the 1800s. And that house was so haunted, it is even funny. And actually, I would go back to it, and uh, I wanted to, but it burned down. Um, And uh, I experienced visuals that actually my mother, it drove my mother, I started driving my mother crazy. Let's just go there. I would see this woman, uh, old woman, on the steps, and... And this is an 1800s home, so it's it's big, and it's was born, you know, it, it, it we were redoing it, so it was just interesting. And I don't know if we stirred up things. I to this day, I really don't know. But there were many spirits in that house, and actually, my dad felt it, and uh, my mother actually felt it. She admits it now. She would she knew she would hear things in the basement, and none of us wanted to go in the basement. I mean, that that was just the dark energy, right. which. Um, right you know, happens, but we're, we're going to focus on the light things. What I was really seeing, and I would wake up at night and see anything from an actual figure where you can kind of see through it, and you, it kind of, kind of is wonky. It makes you feel wonky. Like, you, you don't know perspective. Like, is this a real person? You're you know, blinking your eyes. Am I dreaming? Am I not dreaming? Right. So as a child, you know, it's very, very confusing. So moving on, you know, that house was great, though. I mean, meaning it, Looking, I mean, I hated it. I was scared to death to be in it alone. However, 
um, looking back on it, it was a great school because I also would wake up and see just the hanging white shapes around me. And I think they were there to just let me know that it was going to be okay. Um, looking back on it, but going through it, it was scary. So my mother did some research and found out that the wo- the woman there was a that before we bought the home, the grandmother had had a heart attack and died on the steps. So she started going, you know, going, hmm, what's going on with my child? So then we fast forward and didn't start up again until really college. And then it was more of the psychic piece, um, and then uh, and knowing people that were going to pass away. And just the knowledge. And what do you do with that? I mean, you know, you try and stuff it down. And then I go into the real world and tons of people, friends, always coming to me for advice and things are Mm -hmm. coming true. So they just think I'm a really great advice giver. Of course. (laughs) Like, right, you know, there's there's a special sauce there. Uh, But I really didn't know what the special sauce was. What I really figured out the special sauce was when I was at college when I was working as an industrial designer in in the corporate world and I was in a hospital and a woman uh, I was actually there um, with a friend of mine who was not feeling well and and this woman was brought in and she couldn't speak English she could only speak Spanish and I was just heard this voice said go to her so I went to, over to her and I was like how can I you know she was they were gonna put her in restraints and I was like no 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 give me a minute so I just started saying the Hail Mary and the Our Father, like the universal language, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. how I, I was being divinely guided. And at the end of it, she started saying, Gabriella, Gabriella. And I'm like, no, 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 B, B. Right. <laughs> like, no, right. So she started calling me Gabriella. And she's looking behind me and around me, and I'm looking behind me and around me, and I'm going, I don't know what the heck is going on. So the next Second, uh, I go back to my friend, and then the nurse comes over and says, what happened to the woman you were just talking to? Because we are in Southern California in a hospital that you have to be buzzed into and buzzed out of. And it's like she never, people know, people were helping her, nurses were like, did you, did you buzz her out? I said, no, of course not. She just disappeared. I think she was a messenger. She was my first, I would say, I knew I had had an experience, and then from that point on, people would start calling me Gabriella, and I were Gab or Gabriel, and I'm like, no, my name doesn't sound anything like that. Hmm, and weird. so that started, yes, that started happening. Well, that ushered in my my guide, which you know I use, uh, you know, uh, sometimes now uh, more merged with, if you will, my higher self. Um, and it's kind of. You know, sometimes when we enter this world, it's hard to understand things. So, mm-hmm. but um, the Archangel Gabriel, which means, hey, you're a messenger. You know, pretty easy, but hard to to to, to kind of wrap your head around. So, spirit gave me a time to assimilate this. Okay. And then yes, and then my mother um, got cancer, and I moved to Steamboat to take care of her. And not she's great. She has more energy than I do. For everyone out there listening. And um, I was here in Steamboat going, what am I going to do for a living? I can't do industrial design here. I don't even know if I want to go back to that. I have a purpose. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm sure this rings true with many of you listening out there. And all of a sudden, I was kind of, again, heard this voice go to this institute in Massachusetts called Kripalu, which Mm. if you're in Massachusetts, you've probably heard of. Yes. I lived there for three months taking their massage program. Well, touching people all of a sudden 
uh, they're very vulnerable, you're very vulnerable. And I started getting all of their their stuff, um, meaning one of my students, um, or students that was with me, one of my, my peers, her husband had died of a brain tumor. Now, she had not told anyone this, and all of a sudden, I'm like, your husband's here. I'm like, I, and, and, you know, and I cannot stop myself from giving the messages, which mm-hmm. you learn later. Yeah, um, right. However, right. yes, but it just started pouring out, pouring forth. And it wasn't about the massage. I was supposed to be, you know, I think this has all been divinely guided to me in life. So then I came back, and I actually went to... Somebody said, I was like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, I don't know. Every time I touch somebody, um, and then people were getting a little savvy. People on the table would raise their head and say, are you getting anything off of me? Hmm. I'd be like, huh? No, no, just relax. Put your head down. Right. <laughs> just relax. So because that's not why they were coming to me. And so I, I then went to this, this interesting man. He was a shaman, and uh, he said, uh, I told him what was going on, and I really didn't need a healing. I just wanted information. Why right. is this happening to me? He said, give me a reading. And I'm like, well, I'm paying you. Why am, I, <laughs> why am I working for you? What do you mean? And so he really told me who I was and what I had. And, and when I really realized it, I went home, told my mother, and my mother being the go-getter that she is, researched it said people make money at this and i was like really i mean i you know i had seen uh, like um uh, uh, dear lord sylvia brown mm-hmm. getting old uh, on 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 uh on the tv and but i didn't really understand because she dealt, dealt a lot with the missing i didn't really understand what was kind of happening right and this was pretty like john edwards and you know mm-hmm. that kind of thing so i but through my life, I had had people as, like, like as, when I was young in school, an art teacher that thought, said I was her child in a past life. I mean, just interesting things happening through my life like that. All these, when I look back on it, it was all given to me as a, a path, you know, tr- a breadcrumb, if you will, to this purpose. Yes. And my mom said, hey, you know, um, we're going to throw up a website. And I actually had a very good friend step in, um, my best friend step in, who's now deceased from cancer. And she mentored me eight to nine hours a day, so it was like a little Hogwarts. She was also an historian, so she actually would take me up to graveyards and cemeteries, and she knew the stories I didn't know, and she would stand, I would stand behind the markers, and she would say, what happened to this person? And it got her so excited, and she had so much fun with it that she just wore the heck out of me, but what it did do was give me a year of intense, you know, or to places around the area that that had uh, had a lot of influence on in in deaths and and uh, really violent deaths at times and things. So and then she started in, having me read people and friends and it just kind of blossomed. And then we threw up a website and I found Bob and here we are talking today. Mm. So that long story short, but I want to say if you are a, a woman or man and this is entering your life now or at any time, it can happen. It can pop in at any time because it is a calling and a purpose. And so, you know, if that is so, don't hesitate to call me. I'm a, I'm, I love, love to mentor people. Um, however, you know, you, there are people out there that will give you guidance and help. Um, where I had this wonderful person that was just, she wasn't a medium. She just was fascinated with what was happening. 
And uh, but you know there are people out there now that will do this and help you. It can pop in at any time, Sandra. So you don't have to be born with it. You know, I just happen to be. So it doesn't. I don't want it to seem to people because I think sometimes mediums make this sort of. Um, I call it spiritual snobbery. Oh, I was born with it. No, that's. Okay, <laughs> 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 oh, yes, you have to be born with it. No, you don't. It can pop in after the death of someone you love. I know you lost your father. I don't know, you know, maybe you've had experiences with him. It can, and it, it can be something you want to do for a living. Certainly it's set you on a purpose path of mm-hmm. finding why we, you know, why, what happens. So, so it, it can hit people in different ways. Not that you're doing mediumship, but I'm sure you've had some experiences. And, mm-hmm. and the more you open up to it, the more you'll have. So I, I just want to encourage everyone today, if you're hearing this and you are having experiences, don't, you know, yes, it's scary, it can be weird, and it can be, but, you know, lean in, lean in right now, and and just feel what you're feeling. And if you're grieving the loss of someone, grieve it, but know that the reason that we do grieve is because we're feeling the loss of that presence, but we're also feeling that presence that's feeling our loss on the other side. Say more about so that. It, I haven't heard it put that way yes. before. Yes. Well, you know, a lot of the times, right, when people uh, cross and pass away, die, um, whatever yep. you, you yep. term you want to you call it, um, you know, as you know, and I know, but we can simply go there at this juncture in our lives. But for the listeners, um, I, you know, it's a strange concept that we just kind of pop out of our bodies and into a new, you know, you hear about the tunnel and you hear mm-hmm. about the life review. Yeah, that's all. I, you know, that's all sort of a given now in in, the, in this day and age. But but for let's just say for those of you that it's not a given. If you can imagine, if you were to die today, and what would you be concerned about? You would be concerned about your children, your loved ones, your animals. I mean, just day to day in and day out life. Right. So there's a time after somebody passes where. You are allowed in our the vibrate. It's, it's like a vibrational frequency, if you will. And I know everybody's heard that, so I'm going to mm-hmm. try and dumb it down because I like it, everything dumbed down myself. Oh yeah, put um, it in the easiest, that, simplest, easiest, yeah, yeah like, the language. easiest word yep. possible, right? Language possible. What that by, what that means is right now you are. Let's say as humans, we are vibrating atoms of at uh, 600 to 700. I'm just giving something right. a quantifiable number. Okay. It's not real. Okay. okay, just a number. Okay? okay. Then when we pop out of our bodies, um, our soul, if you will, and if you've had the experience of being around a loved one that's passed, maybe you felt it. You felt that you can look at a body and know it's death. You know, it's dead. There's that physical knowing that mm-hmm. that soul is not in that body right and and that's something that goes beyond logic so we feel it we can sense it we know it and even if you've had an animal pass you know that the life is out of that so what does that life mean that life is a soul if you will or our life force if that is easier for you to comprehend Mm -hmm. so when we cross over we start vibrating at let's say 800 900 means it's a different frequency just like radio waves things of that nature right the interesting thing is there are people on this planet that can you know pick up radio waves 
um, and are not crazy, you know, <laughs> really. Right. Um, and it's and it's very aggravating to them, and so they, you know, they they have tinnitus, which is an ear thing, or you know, they have different things that they they people do to resolve that issue. But what's interesting as a medium or as somebody going through grief, you will feel the person that passed because they're worried about you. So there's this energy coming towards you. Hey, I'm okay. I'm over here hanging out, but I see the struggle, and I'm worried about the car, and I'm worried about the what you're going to do with the house, and I'm worried about the animals. I'm worried about the kids. Because if, let's say, you were to die today, what would you, what would be going through your mind? All all this stuff that you left undone or maybe right. unsaid. Right. So that's why we have these visitations and things of that nature, because that person is actually, inter- that, that energy is actually trying to say, yo, yoo-hoo. And that's why a lot of people pick up the phone and call a medium, and they say they're divinely directed to certain mediums, because certain people, you know, speak a language to certain people. Right. And so I speak very plainly. You know, other people really want a spiritual experience with mm-hmm. a medium, you know. But, however, what's interesting is, the connection, once it's made, and if you're feeling it, if you're standing in your kitchen and you're cooking and, or you're doing something and, or you're, and it's right after someone has passed and you're really feeling their presence, you're feeling their presence because they are not necessarily grieving. They don't want you to be grieving. They're going, hey, really, this is not a big deal. I'm still I'm here. Yeah. I'm still here. You know, and, and how and I think it's really interesting that we don't look at, at it from the people on the other side's point of view. You know, how frustrating would it be to die and not be able to get a hold and you know, say, Hey, you know, uh, my daughter, you know, don't cry. I'm right here beside you and I'll be beside you. And I will be there for every event. So the fascinating thing is that we have this thing called mediumship, and and we have it within ourselves as well, but that we can we can make the connection now, and it's becoming more and more, especially with near death experiences, people going over and coming back, going, hey, you know, this is this is a real place, this is a real deal. It gives us hope, and it's also yes, you're still going to grieve because you're going to grieve the physical presence, right? But if we can wrap our heads around that it's just a relationship that's in transition, meaning, let's say you break up with your boyfriend. That's, that's, that's rough. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I, I've recently been through a divorce, and I will tell you, and, and this is kind of a funny thing, but I have said to people, I almost wish he were dead. And, <laughs> and I don't mean in a, in a mean way. I know what you mean. I think a lot right. of us do, because a, a death of the body is final, but when death of relationship, that person still exists. Mm-hmm. So there's not ever really the closure. No, <laughs> you know? no, yeah. and there's yeah. not a closure, and, and you have to give yourself closure. Where we have this thing in life now called mediumship, and and we have this thing, and you have it within you to even start talking. So I encourage those of you out there that are going through grief now, or go, even if you've been going through through grief for years, you know, mm-hmm. to start talking to your loved one, empower yourself to to have a connection with this person. Now, you might feel nutty at first, and it might sound like the voice is responding, but all of a sudden, you'll hear a response that is definitely not something you would say. It's something the other person would say. And I'm not saying it could be outside of yourself. It could be inside of yourself. It could be in a dream. It can, you know, it appears in all different forms. 
However, you will have a knowing that, okay, okay, that wasn't me. And so I encourage everyone to talk to their loved ones because it actually relieves, you know, the, 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 the spirits on the other side. You're, you're acknowledging, yes, okay, I'm going to talk and try. And, and, and not to be connected, you know, in an unhealthy way, but to have a connection where, let's say, your husband passes away and, and, and you know, there will be, a, and you're young, there will be a time in your life where you might want to go on with relationship with another relationship, and that's fine. And usually the other side will will actually has a lot of to, to do in a play that's a, that's another weave we go to but to stay on this path that we're on right now you know talk to your husband ask him to help you through this ask him to send you signs and, and then as the as you go through grief which is a process that we we go through it's a process um, wherever you are in it uh it really you really will start to get the signs get whatever it is and you'll know I I every client I have spoken to knows something. They just don't know how to verbalize it, put their arms around it, or you know, like yesterday I was talking to a young woman and she was saying, I and I just her husband said to me, I'm standing, I stand in the kitchen while she's cooking and I watch her. So I said, Are you when you're in the kitchen cooking for the kids? Do you feel like somebody's watching you? Somebody's behind you? Yes. I'm like, great. And that is what you get with with mediumship, is you get that closure and that that conversation and answers to things that there were a lot of unanswered questions on this person's death. And what, but once you have this build this uh, connection and this this with a, with with a medium that can make the connection and give you evidence that you know isn't in 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 you know you can't google it you know says right. things, but there's just no way exactly. right there's no way exactly can you be give us some examples some mm-hmm. stories some specifics i know not everybody sure. is going to go to a medium or, or be able to sure. contact you or whatever but just sometimes it really helps to hear stories and i know you're known for being specific and yeah. without using names, if you could just give us some stories sure. that are, are like mind blowing, that there's yeah, no I'll other way you, you could know this. <laughs> yes, yes, I will give you. Um, I'll give you my own. Well, I'll give you. I'll give you my one of my own. Okay, to okay. start off with. Okay. Um, as I was talking about earlier, my best friend passed away from cancer after uh, you know she had helped me develop this gift, which was a huge loss. I, I just oh, didn't course. know what to do with myself. Yeah. Yes, and, and as everyone knows, and I grieve just like everyone else, even though I do this work, and even more so that I do this work, I was wanting a sign. I thought for sure as soon as she passed, I was in the room when she passed, I thought for sure I would get dreams, she wouldn't leave me alone, right. um, because that's who she was in life. Mm-hmm. I got nothing, bumpkiss, silence. So you can imagine how frustrating and and then on top of all of that, there were people, all of our friends were coming to me going, have you heard from her? Have you heard from her? Have you heard? And yeah, I'm like, course. no. Here the great medium has not heard nothing. from her. Right, right. I got nothing. So I am really, you know, in grief, upset, beyond. And not understanding and a little angry with spirit, like really, 
you know, I can, I can, you're, I, I'm allowed to give messages to everyone else, but I don't get to connect. Right. So I, you know, I went to a few mediums, and guess what? They, they didn't get her. Oh my gosh. Well, it was all okay. part of a plan. It's all part of a plan. So stick with me. Okay. So, so I am like, okay, I don't even know. Now I'm a skeptic in my own world. Oh, am it, I getting absolutely. really? You know, I'm questioning even my gift. Right. You know, I'm questioning. Okay. I'm getting these things for people, and it, I'm, I know I am, but yet, okay, it really was a point in my life where I questioned, where I was a real skeptic and really angry, and, you know, and, and of course, every every mediumship reading I was giving was off the charts, and, you know, at that in, at that juncture, it's mm-hmm. not every day, but you know, at that time, and I'm like, why is everybody else getting this great stuff, and I can't even get my best friend? Because mm-hmm. I know she would want to be talking to me. Exactly. I know it. So all of a sudden, I'm sitting in a in in it was Christmas time, and I'm wrapping gifts. Actually, we had bought together for her children um, for Christmas, and she was too sick to get to buy the gifts, so we did it on the phone and, and here I am I'm so frustrated because the darn wrapping paper I'm sitting on the floor and this wrapping paper keeps breaking and I'm really frustrated <laughs> and I'm like and I start crying and I'm, I'm like okay I'm doing these gifts and I'm angry and I'm upset because you know she hasn't been she's only been past probably 12 weeks at this juncture and I'm just beside myself and I'm trying to get these gifts ready for her children and all of a sudden I look up and she's right there hmm. she's right there sitting across from me Visual, on her, sitting on her knees like she always did, not Indian style, it was her. And I gasped, you're here. And she said, laughing, she says, yes, look at the wrapping paper. And I'm, I'm like, so I, you know, I look at the wrapping paper, and, it, and it's not wrapping paper. It's not, you know, I am absolutely wonderful when it comes to delivering message, but when it comes to doing normal things, forget about it. So what I had bought was fruit basket wrap. Oh. You know, the oh. stuff that, yes. So that's why it was ripping and ripping and ripping. And she was laughing at me because this is something that I would have called her with in real life and said, why is this darn wrapping paper not working? And she would have, she said, well, read it to me. And it, it, it was a real something that would have really happened. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, you're here, you're here. And she's like, yes, thank you for doing this for my children. I love you. I have to go. I'm like, no, wait a minute. You can't go anywhere. What do you mean you're going? And I felt for the first time why we have mediumship and why we only get certain, a droplet of people, a droplet of our loved ones. We can't live in this land of wanting to be with our loved ones. Because for me, she was like, you will understand when I'm gone. So she left, and I was morose. And then it was worse, because then I wanted her even more, because I got a taste of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was all a big, huge, it, it was just like her. She was still being a teacher and still guiding me. And to know that my clients are going to become addicted to wanting the message, especially if it's a loss of a child. They're going to want to talk to the child every week. You know, I wanted her to come to me every week and let me know. So I am just like everyone else. But the interesting, interesting fact of all this is I know she's alive. I know, and I say alive, meaning spiritually alive, 
I know she's in a happy place. I know she's doing good work. But I had to go through this process just like everyone else, and even more so in, in, in the fact that I have to do the work and, and stay, you know, try and stay grounded and centered and, and not upset. And to this day, I would love to have that experience again. Part of me wants to have that, and then part of me understands, no, I don't want to have that because it was heartbreaking. Everybody sort of wants to see their loved one one last time. Mm-hmm. A conversation is more than enough. When you have an actual visitation, like serious, serious, straight on conversation, it, it's almost like you grieve again. So what I would love for everybody to know is you can have the dreams and you can have the conversations. It, and, and that is great. And that is closure. But to have it, the person next to you one more time is almost too much to bear. It's like two deaths. So there is a reason for why there's mediumship. There's a reason for why we get the signs that we get from the other side. And this is just one. That's my personal example. But yesterday and every day, I, I speak with people that are wanting to be with their loved ones and literally suicidal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the most important thing, you know, is that they want to go and be with them, even though they might have three four kids they need to take care of. They want to go be with their husband. Yeah. That's how much they love them. And that's how deep the pain is. I, yeah, yes, I know that's, it's deep pain when you're grieving. It's deep. It's deep. And, and here is the secret. The secret lies in what the experience I just had. The loved one is still with you. Your, your path is to stay, you know, is to stay here and do your work. It's not to leave. And we get rewarded by going through the grieving process and, and, and being able to connect. And we get rewarded, meaning reward is maybe the wrong word. We get love and connection. It's just a change in experience. You still... What I was telling this young woman who lost her husband to suicide, unfortunately, and uh, it, they, he was also an addict, and, mm. and they didn't know, and, and she, she felt so guilty because she had thrown him out of the home. Oh and it really, she thought he, well, well, she thought she was doing, she was yeah. doing the right thing. She didn't want to enable him, and he had, he, and, and, and with that being said, here, you know, she thinks that he's the reason you know, he, he, he's, he's gone out of her kid's life. She thought he was going to go to rehab and, and, and get well, and here he, can, he commits suicide. So, you know, she's feeling all this guilt, and it's just horrific, and she's blaming herself that her kids don't have children, or, or, or I mean, a, a father, father her yeah. children don't have a father, and she's missing him as well. I mean, it's just grief upon grief, layers and layers of grief cake, right. as I like to say. And so getting him to speak and to, at first, he came through with who he was, which really, at the time, was this paranoid addict. So at first, you're going to get the person that he was. And that's just because we need to know that we have that soul, you know. And then then the messages, we get evidence first. And I want to know, and I, I would think that you as a listener or, you know, would want to know that, that the person, you know, has your loved one. And until we get to that point, 
I will keep getting evidence. And what kind of evidence uh, comes through? Yes. Uh, uh, well, I know you stuff. don't want to. Um, I know that's personal reading you had with the person. No, but... no, it's okay. okay. I can, you know. Excuse me, I had to take a drink of water. No problem. If any of you are listening in Colorado, you know why I took that drink of water. We are so dry right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's very dry. Okay, so evidence is is key. Uh, and the types of evidence that you want to go for and you should act and require from a medium, require mm-hmm. from any medium, and I truly believe this, is your mother's here and she loves you. Not good enough. That should be the end. That's I love you. Yeah. It's the ending. Gotcha. That's not the beginning. Right. The beginning is I liked um, yesterday. Uh, uh, I, I, I played the guitar. I um, loved, I rocked out to heavy metal. Hmm. And, yeah, um, you know, very specific things and things that, Again, I hate to say this, but it is that day and age where people, unfortunately, I have been interviewed about this, Googling people's um, obituaries. Right. And an obituary can be very personal. So, so um, you know, you want to make sure, I tell my clients, bring up the obit and let's, you know, if things are in the obit, uh, I want to make sure that, you know, I can get some of that stuff, that's fine, but I want to make sure we get a bunch of other stuff that's personal, mm-hmm. that just, you you know, you shared. So you want to make sure, because you you will then know, you won't get off the phone and think, oh, well, this person just read the obit, you know, right, and right, right. Uh, yeah, that you really want to. So another piece, other pieces of evidence were um, not, a, did not like sweets at all, and, and, and the wife was a big sweets person. And that might seem irrelevant to most people listening, but if you're in a relationship and that's something that you laugh about for years and years, mm-hmm. that, that's huge. Mm-hmm. It can be the littlest thing in, a, in, in the evidence that when you, when, when you say, aha, you have it. It could be, you know, a, a joke about, um, it, you know, oh, my, oh, he's telling me that you only, only, only liked, you know, uh, white roses only like white roses mm-hmm. and if any brought if anyone brought you any other flowers you were like oh great mm. you know and it's kind of funny and that's where the humor can start coming in because you start remembering the good parts of the relationship through the evidence as well and the evidence is uh from 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 yesterday was uh with this woman was yes i was paranoid um i was violent I was not a good person. I'm ashamed. I'm a victim. A lot of times the evidence is not, you know, uplifting. Right. At first. Because, we, you know, that's who he was. Yeah. At his death. You know, and also, um, you know, who who greeted him? Well, you know, a dog. You know, a person didn't greet him. His dog greeted him. You know, hmm. and, and things like that, you know, it's fascinating because the evidence really paints a story. And then what ends up happening after these little chunks of evidence, um, you know, uh, he, he loved when you when she wore a certain hat, mm-hmm. this hat that, that she wore in the wintertime. He thought that because she had a very uh, beautiful face and he just like he liked not that her hair to be on her face. And, you know, things of that nature that are very personal and intimate, 
or something about the children as well, um, that, you know, the first child was not their child together, but the second child was. That's pretty specific, yes. Very specific. And uh, that's what you want. You want very specific to you information. And, And... he was also worried about things. He was worried about um, some land that they had bought, and she knew that he might be worrying about that. So evidence can also come in the form of things that you know that, that you feel sort of that, that, that you're worrying about as well. What am I supposed to do with this? And, or it can come as a lot of people before a reading will say, if it's really you, come through and say X, Y, Z. Well, that sometimes happens sometimes doesn't happen mm-hmm. but when it does happen you know it's fabulous like um i'm seeing you know i'm seeing that um he collected uh old um you know these old you know the little 45s yes that used yeah okay 45 records um and she had actually at the end of the reading she told me she asked him to come through with with the four, what what should i do with the 45s Interesting. He didn't know whether to put them on eBay, yep. eBay or whatever. Yeah. So, so that's the kind of thing that then you can relax as and, and really trust that there's there's you might not understand the connection. Heck, I don't even understand the connection. I mean, if I I knew that, I you know I'd be a millionaire and and, and teaching it. And, I mean, I try and teach it, but I don't understand it. Mm. You just turn just, to that different radio. Yeah wave yeah right? yes yes it's a different feeling mm-hmm. and and it can come in different you know i can see the person which i prefer not to because it always like i always scream a little because it's like i'm i think i'm in my office alone and somebody pokes their head around and i'm like ah you know and it, it's kind of funny but <laughs> um yeah i mean i rather have a mental image um you can hear with the, I, usually and it's an internal hearing and or they're showing me it's like it's like charades sometimes as well and so, and then they just start chatting away. And, and really, I am just really having the conversation and answering questions. And that is, and that is that conversation. And I encourage people, you know, you can have that trust then. Because with the evidence that, that how, how would she know this? Then you can place trust. Then you can go for what you really need, which is closure, mm-hmm. which is all the reasons you're suffering. And this is how we know, I know, that we don't die. Because the ability for somebody to, I mean, I am surprised. I'm hearing myself. I'm like, I'm seeing these things. And I'm like, how am I seeing these things? Mm-hmm. I'm my own worst skeptic. Yeah. And I'm like, really? Sometimes in a reading, I will even say to the client, really? He loved peanuts so much from the Texas Roadhouse that he would stuff his pockets with them. I mean, can't can he just go to the grocery store and buy peanuts? No, he liked Texas Roadhouse peanuts. What's That's funny. That's funny. Right. It, yes. But these are the things that tie us to our loved ones, and these are the things we miss. These are the the, the, the things. These are the human things. So we have to connect with the human parts of the soul, mm-hmm. and then we can go into the deeper closure in the deeper messages and the deeper and then what they're doing on the other side because a lot of times people get jobs you're you're into yeah. something juicy now what i wanted to just bring up is mm-hmm. you did bring up um suicide and there's a lot Absolutely. of people that go that way and if you could just shed a little light on one how they're doing now 
and two, mm-hmm. you just you get jobs. What are you talking about, B? Like, I know, what's I know, life I know. like? And, well, on I don't know how else the other side. It, no, no, you know, I think right, it's right. Fu- no. But just yeah, just talk funny. a little bit about uh, I mean, that because yeah, we exactly. want to know. Well, that okay, suicide for the okay. first for the first for the first for those of you that are highly into dogma. This is going to this is might throw you a little, but if you've had someone that has. As if you're highly religious and and you've mm-hmm. had someone die and take their own life, then you're probably wanting to hear this um, and needing to hear it. And there's something inside of you that knows this, knows it at a at a very deep level. That person, I say, this is a saying that I say to my clients that are dealing with kids that have, especially children that have committed suicide. Um, there are worse things than death. Meaning, I do have the occasional reading where someone has tried to commit suicide and has not been successful, mm-hmm. and now they are in a limited capacity, meaning right. brain function, whatever. Mm-hmm. I Now, that is, to me, worse than death, because what I get to feel is for someone that has committed suicide, this beautiful release because they were in so much pain right. and not in the in the right. They had no other options. I mean, right. unless you're in that position, unless you've ever felt it, unless you've you've been close to it, and then and then society puts all this crud on it. You know, yeah. oh, it's a weak person. Oh, and then religion doesn't know what whammy. Oh, you're going to a bad place. You don't go to a bad place. The only place that I've seen that I would say, quote, unquote, is bad, I call school, where there are souls that have done things that need, like they're being attended to. It's almost like a hospital more than school. Okay. And they're being tended to, and they know why they're there. You know, people are like, why do serial killers, you know, get to heaven? Well, you know, got me, but they're there, and they're being tended to, and they're doing their life reviews and realizing. And here's the other thing, is is that with suicide, um, the interesting piece is that most people that commit suicide are very loving, wonderful human beings, yes. and very painful, the worst pain that you could, so much pain you want to escape, the, right. you, you only see one way out. And and if any, our biggest fear is something called existential death. Dumbed down means we're afraid of death. Mm-hmm. When you strip everything away of what we're afraid of in this life, you know, our children uh, dying, this, that, we're really afraid of our own death. Right. So when you think about that and you think that the person's only, only end result was to take their own life, to me... I, I'm not going to say it's a courageous act, but it's an act of I had nothing left. In their mind, they had nothing left. Now, with the story I was telling you yesterday, the man that committed suicide, he had a family. And so it really bothered his wife that he didn't feel mm-hmm. that that he had because she but he wasn't he was a, he was he was addicted to all these he wasn't in his right frame of mind. He was paranoid. He thought people were coming out to get him. Right. So you have to understand there's many forms of suicide as well. And But the really great thing is once you pop out of your body, you feel nothing. 
you don't feel the physical pain because you're not in the physical body. Right. So you're not going to feel the mental and physical pain. Now, do you remember it? Can you speak to it? Sure. Okay. But you're not feeling it. And that is amazing to me. Um, and it makes suicide, I'm not saying every, you know, it, it, it's just, it's, hey, we were given suicide here, you know, if you want to say God, let's say God, God or spirit, whatever, gave us an option to end our own lives. Why would God give us that option? I've, I've often, like, logically tried to wrap my head around it as well. So just ask yourself that question. Maybe because it's needed for people that really need it. I mean, you know, and, 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 and then we can go really woo-woo and we can say, oh, they came down here with a contract to live this, blah, 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 blah. Well, let's just keep it simple. Mm-hmm. We're human suffering. And what's interesting is that we have free will and we're given choice. Right. So we get this choice, we pop over to the other side, and then we realize, oh, darn it, what have I done? Yeah, because you're not dead. You're still there. Right. You're still there. Okay, remember, we don't die. Right. You know, Sandra Champlain's, you know, Mm -hmm. groundbreaking book, we don't die. (laughs) So you're over there going, oh, fudge. You know, now I'm worried about the kids. Now I'm worried about my wife. Now I'm seeing everything I've done. So that, to me, is a little piece of hell to know what you've done. Right. That is hell enough. And that, you know, and then they come through with all this love, and I'm so sorry, and I'm so ashamed, or whatever it is. And that that is an amazing journey that to, that you know a family or, or 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 people have to take however at the end of the day it's all about love if you hear nothing else in this interview this is one thing you need to take away today your loved ones however they died however whether it be suicide whether it be a horrific accident whether it be you know, natural causes, cancer, whatever. What you take with you and what they will always come through with at at the end of the day is love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because that's what we're made of. That's what we come from. That's what we return to. Simple. All this other stuff is our humanness trying to make sense of it and our grief. So in your grief, if you can go back to love, it will help you move further along. But with suicide, that's a tough one because you have people around you also saying, I I had one client, this is horrific, she went to a church and um, she loved her church. It was a a good church, actually, and she was a client of mine for years, and her son committed suicide. And um, someone at church said, I I'm said to her, and I'm, I'm trying to phrase it correctly, and uh, it, it, it's not, it's not, it was it said to her, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're horrified. And she said, well, what are you talking about? Well, your son committed suicide. You, you have to be just, you know, she says, yes, I'm, I'm so upset I've lost my son. And, and they were like, no, that he committed suicide and he's going to be in hell. Right. I was like, what kind of, okay, okay. Remember, love people, love. Love. Love, 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 love. 
no judgment. I mean, there's no judgment around suicide. We judge it here, but I mean, how horrible for that. I mean, and I had to hear that. I cried along with her. Yeah. I mean, I was like, who would say, I mean, you know, and, and but I know people go through this, and that's why I'm addressing it. Well, I think... Too- but I want you to know your loved ones are are going, really? Yeah, be you're you know? the type of person I know that's trying to bring this whole world of mediumship and psychic medium and, you know, who we really are as human beings, like, bring it into the light, like have it be mm-hmm. that this is conversations because when you and I are about the same age when we were kids we didn't hear about psychics or mediums and stuff and now it's like Teresa Caputo and so many TV shows and so it would yeah. be really nice that it's like regular conversation but there's still a lot of people that talking about that is taboo same thing with suicide it's bad it's wrong and it, it's going to take some time but I do think the day will come that people get that you know we judge ourselves there's no person heaven for you hell for you and who knows i mean right. i know we're going to have our own experiences but if we can because you you put it out there talking about uh mm-hmm. getting jobs just a little bit about yeah. where where are they and what are they doing i love this yeah. yes and i love this at first when people you know you gotta you know everybody has just like you know everybody has a different kind of life and experience of life every you know on the other side we have free will as well right and I see all these different great things, and, and that's part of the, gosh, I love my job, you know, because I get to see these different levels and things that happen on the other side. And uh, one of the things is, let, let's just take someone that's committed suicide. Um, they might, I call them a greeter. I don't know what else to call things. I just, I make up <laughs> names for things because there are no, there is no dictionary of death. Maybe, maybe that's, that's, uh, that's maybe, the, maybe that's your next book, Sandra, Dictionary of Death. Um, no, that's a dictionary yours. of the other side, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, dictionary yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah. You're right. So, but here's the deal: is they become greeters, and they they will say, "Yes, you are a, a, and a niche greeter, if you will." Meaning, um, you know, I'm the Neiman Marcus of fathers that have taken suicide and been addicted, and and I'm explain, and I will sit down with you and explain to you, "Yes, you did this, and this is what you're going to feel, and this is what you're going through." And um, yes, people people decide to take jobs. And, and a lot of people decide to take jobs that um, don't have a lot of loved ones left on. I see more people taking jobs um, that don't have a lot of loved ones left here on the, you know, in this realm, in the human realm. But what's interesting is there are certain categories, like a type of personality that take jobs, and that would be, you know, like the larger-than-life person that would just go, 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 go. You kind of see the soul kind of carries that along and and i've seen people that um like a grandmother this is a good great great one um who was i'm like what is she doing she's it's called intake where she's going okay it's sort of like social services of of heaven and if you will where she's going she's saying okay what are you going to do you know here's some things that you can do who do you want to you know um, where do you want to be? Do you love animals in life? Do you want to, you know, be taking care of animals on this side? You know, kind of going through a list of what are your qualifications and what do you want to do? And it was really interesting because then I get validation back that that's what the grandmother did in life. She was a social, you know, so it's kind of interesting. Oh. She was working so, yes. So kind of our jobs on the other side also give us, if I see it, it doesn't surprise people. Or I see people in this place where animals go, and I'm like, oh, they're in this, you know, the animal 
place of heaven and they're in they're and they're playing with animals and in and, and interacting with animals oh that makes complete sense they they work for the humane society you know so it's interesting how what they're doing on the other side as jobs now that'll shift sometimes as well so that happens for a period of time and then and then you can kind of go for an upgrade if you will or go someplace else and if you've ever read the book afterlife of billy fingers she really succinctly talks about um, her, you know, her experience of um, was it her brother. Yes, her brother who, who she felt his energy. Ultimately, he was everywhere. And that's ultimately what happens. And when that does happen, when we get out of the realm of wanting to work and wanting to, to be a guardian and, and doing the different things that, that, that are available to us on the other side, we do become this sort of energetic, we return to source, which means that we become just pure energy and pure love. And when that happens, and, and that can happen at any time, you know, there's no time schedule, just like there's any, you know, we don't have any rhyme or reason for why we get promoted or do things here mm-hmm. or change jobs. I mean, you know, different things. But, um, you know, maybe I'll get knowledge on that someday, but not at this juncture. It, but what a lot of people feel, which is really interesting, is all of a sudden, like, they're not, they're, the person goes away. And it can be a real another grieving for us here as humans because they've chosen a job that's more expansive. And then all of a sudden what hits you is you do see that person and everything. You see you get this enlightenment because you have that connection. If you keep the connection, you get to go on the journey with them. And so you see, you, see, you see them in the tree, you see them in the water. And people that say that, it makes sense, but it only makes sense if you keep the connection. I hope, I hope that made sense. I am taking notes like crazy. That, that is so cool to even to it think is cool. that. Well, yes, it's a relationship that you continue. And if you continue the relationship, it's just like having a relationship with somebody let's say your your wife is really big into spirituality and really big into this, it's going to rub off on you. Right. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not, not going to. So when you continue a relation from, from any sentient being, whether that be an animal to someone on the other side, you take a journey. And if you really embrace leaning in and taking the journey with the person on the other side, and that doesn't mean to stay stuck in the relationship, just, allow it to unfold you get the benefits and the knowledge and the wisdom that go along with it so it, what it actually ends up happening is you become less afraid and you are able to let go at your own death oh isn't is that wonderful. a gift um our time's going by like crazy fast it's just oh. an hour i'm like how did that happen there's so many things I, I wanted to ask you, but I don't want to, you know, keep these too long. But one thing I do want to ask, because I really mm-hmm. love, 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 love that we are all empowered after this conversation, is you speak about being in touch and guided by, well, not only your guide, but your higher self. Mm-hmm. Yes. What can you share about life, about maybe tapping into something or source or something that can empower us as to what our life's about. Um, I don't know. Give us a little bit of clarity. What, I mean, this is a huge question that I'm asking to, you know, two minute answer to, but you're going to tap into something brilliant. It's an elevator question. I get asked it a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, but, and it's a complex question. Of course. But, but, but what is our life about? We're here to learn. And, and we're here to experience, whether it be the good, 
or the bad. You know, we're here to have this human experience so that we can have a spiritual experience. Now, we've had the spiritual experience before, whether you believe that or not, but if Hmm. we hadn't, we wouldn't be able to recognize it. That's why we're so curious about it. So, you know, if you go really inward, we know that we really, there's a piece of us that knows that that person is not dead. We know. And and that this is a human shell. And if and, and if you get the experience to be around someone that's dying, please. I know it can it, it's scary as all get out. And but 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 take the opportunity because yes, it can be very. Um, and sometimes we're just thrust into it. And if you are thrust into it right now, and you're 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 with somebody that's dying, it is take the journey. And this is a journey, but the journey doesn't stop. It's just we get up and walk, keep walking. We leave this body, which I don't know about you, sister, but is drooping every day. I'm ready to get up. And, you know, it's not, I say that, and when it comes to my death, I'll probably be scared as I'll get out. But what I'm saying is all these experiences allow us to make this journey to become, we're both human and spirit, and it's said and said again and again. But to really, to really, you won't really, you can, you can listen to someone like me or any other, a plethora of other people that are talking on this subject. But the interesting thing that I have found, unless you put yourself in the experience or the experience is thrust upon you, you won't get it. So if I can in, encourage anyone, in, but what, with your higher self, your higher self is, is, is right now, if you're listening, you're going, okay, this lady's full of bull crap. What is she talking about? Jobs in heaven, yada, yada, yada. What other, what flying saucers are next? No. What I'm saying is this is, a, this, is the, and this is my experience. This is my experience with my clients. You can be a skeptic all you want, but there's something inside of you that's listening to this show right now, and that something inside of you is called your higher self. And... There's a truth that you're hearing. And, and whether you get angry, if you have, are having a reaction right now, whether that be anger, crying, interest, mm-hmm. then guess what? You already are, you, you're starting to tap into the journey. Right. You're starting right now. You're starting right now. I don't care if you're ticked as hell and think this woman is bat crap crazy. That's anger is a one of the biggest things that happens before we crack open and we have to have acceptance. So that's fine. But the interesting thing is that your higher self is the one really hearing the truth. And when we hear the truth, we can't, we can't unhear it. We can't unsee what we've seen, what we've seen, and we can't unhear what we've heard. So even if you're turning off the radio and going, okay, fine. But guess what? It's going to pop up again and again and again. Yes, because it you're will. moving towards it. Yeah. Yes, and I think and you're moving toward it. Yes, that goes for. I mean, we touched on in the beginning. If you get these intuitive hits and and things like that, be mm-hmm. open. But also, wherever you are in your life, and it doesn't matter how old you are, whatever you're meant to be doing, it's going to keep knocking on your door. And you know, when you just shared a, what you just did, even about being angry, you know, I mean, when I went through mm-hmm. my dad dying, I mean, it ripped me apart. 
And if I hadn't gone through that, though, B, I could not be doing what I'm doing now and impacting so many people. So wherever you're at, whatever you're experiencing, yeah, it's really hard to look sometimes at it being a gift, but it may very well just be. And um, just be, and I'm talking to be. <laughs> yes, just be. Uh, uh, yes. I, I, saw, I saw on your website, <laughs> a session with B teaches you to be the best you can be. And then you have some really cute videos on B TV. You are just like the cutest thing ever. You really well, are. Well, you know, I try and make it light and fun because, you know, if there's, here's the thing. There's a lot of people out there that really understand this and are going to very high spiritual masters. And, right. and, and, and that's great and fine. But I, you know, and maybe I'll be that one day. I'll, I'll, I will want to speak. But my, my audience is, and my clients are just regular old people that are turning on the radio and interested in this and want to find out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love being the gateway or the intro or, or even if it is somebody that is highly spiritual, you know, I, I can go there. I just prefer to let it be just a conversation because that's what we are. We're humans having a conversation about spirituality and it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be this highfalutin thing. It can just be the, a conversation. Right. Just like we talk about, you know, I don't know, babies being born, you know, anything else. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a controversial. We'll give it that. It's not as controversial as, as uh, the Democratic debates. <laughs> but, well, maybe it is to some. But, you know, uh, you know, what it can be is fun and, and, and at least open your mind to it. Because guess what? You, we're all going to do one, one thing. We're all going to die. Mm-hmm. So get a little curious about it. Yeah, yeah, and the more stories you hear, the more convincing it is that life after death is real. I have, I don't know, 60-something episodes, and in all of them, there's some really nuggets that give you goosebumps, like, oh my gosh, like like a hospice nurse who witnessed so many deaths, who saw so many things. I mean, people see their loved ones just before they, they pass away or whatever they are, but they give you goosebumps. And um, I don't want to forget to tell you the listener and you too be about this but a couple of things I want to I'm going to do is um, the best juiciest segments pieces of these interviews that I've had are going to be my next book and it's going to just be stories of life after death I don't know now I I got goofy yeah I I don't think that's gonna be the title but it's it'll have that and then really setting you up to live a good life so if you haven't done this already if you go to we don't die radio.com and put in your email address um you'll be on the list to get that and also we didn't get to talk too much about grief and and things today but um as a gift to everybody listening if you do put in your email address um even if you've done it before and do it again and i will send you the pdf version of my book which has a a chapter on grief and dealing with it and moving through and also yeah you get to read my story and a lot of stories about life after death so i have a good book i think i know my dad would want me to say no you do i know it so anyways b any closing words for our listeners or did you get your intention taken care of on this interview you know what's really interesting is my intention uh, it almost i'm almost in tears that you're asking me this because my intention for this call 
and for for everyone listening was to just really to be as simple and as 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 down to earth and as and as you know just to make sure that that it was just clear and 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 I and I hope that happened but the second the intention for myself that was that was for just the interview you know for for, for everyone right. but was fascinating the the intention that I asked was that I always learn something. Mm-hmm. And what I learned in this radio show, I just, because I always learn something, you know, hearing what's coming through um, and listening, is it, just your question about the higher self. And, and it's really, and, and when we hear the truth, we know it. Because I often... As you've heard me say through this this interview, I often question myself and my own gift. And even though I get confirmation all the time, you know that it's that I'm accurate, I I'm going really, you know, because it's 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 a little mind blowing to be in my position mm-hmm. getting the information, and I want to know why. I'm just as curious as you are. I'm a skeptic doing it. Right. It's weird, you know, and um, yet beautiful at the same time. It's this beautiful you know, enigma. And I just felt my higher self kick in and go, okay, there it is. You, you know, your higher self is doing this interview. Just That's what it is. And that's all it is. That's that easy. When we speak our truth, when we're in our truth, when we know what we know, and when we go with it, it's our higher self. And it's a beautiful, yet simple, yet I, like everybody's like, oh, what's my higher self? It's that simple. It's that thing that calls us to be who we are, mm-hmm. what we are, and to be the best thing, no matter what it is. And to call myself, thinking, you know, 15 years ago, to call myself a psychic medium, I would have laughed you out of the room. Oh, I'm but with now, you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I, I consider it a gift and a privilege, and I've seen how many lives it's touched, and I'm so honored that you had me on your show today, and I want to say to everyone, I love Sandra's book. I love the show. It has great, talk about intention and honor, and being put on a purpose and a path. This woman is on it. So oh, I encourage sweet. everyone, because I did my research on Sandra. Oh, aren't you know, sweet? I, yeah, and, I just and love to learn and to share. She moves Aww. me to tears. Thanks, 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 thanks. And I want to just share my intention because on one hand, I feel like, oh, I didn't get it, but that's not my higher self speaking. It's like I wanted to hear something about my dad, okay? Mm. And... What you should ask. No, I never want to ask somebody who's a medium, what about me, right? And, you know, feel free to to share. Well, you know what I would ask you is what's his job? But while you're sitting with that... You want to know? Yeah. Okay, let's just go there for a minute. Okay. you got to give me a second. Yeah, no problem, what's but then I'll... job? Yeah, what's his job? His job? He is laughing. Did he have a great sense of humor? Yes. Yes or no? Yes. It doesn't matter if it's no. Oh, no, no, it's a yes. I can handle the no. Um, yeah, I mean, it's no big deal, but I'm getting somebody else. It's not, you know... Um, what's interesting is that he's laughing hysterically, and he's like, you think I'd want to work? it's like like, i'm I'm gonna put my feet up and relax um and then then he's laughing he's like actually no i do have a job and it's to make sure that you are doing your job which is an interesting response you gave me goosebumps there 
Do you know? And here's the other thing. Yeah. Okay, I have gooseies, which means if we both have gooseies, that's the confirmation. So here's the other thing is he's um, – now, I know I looked at your interviews and things of right, that nature. So you know um, you're, you're talking about stuff, but – so, you know, we have to say, as mediums, we should be highly honest and say, ethical and say, you know, I, I, I didn't research standard, but I, I looked at some things on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You have brothers? I have a brother. And so, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting two brothers. Did your, did your, did your mother have a um, miscarriage? If, do you know? You might not know. Um, know. Yeah. Actually, she did, but I don't know okay. really anything of That's it. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's just when I it, it's just two souls, but okay. the brother. So I I know from listening that that, that there there is tension there. Okay. Right. right. Um, however, your dad is saying it's okay because this is part of his job. Is he knows it really bothers you, and your brother is stubborn as all get out. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and his job is to let you know that all the love that you pour forth into trying to get this resolved is, um, this is more of a message than a job, sorry. That's all right. But it is his job. It is his job to still be your dad. Right. That he, he sees what you're doing, he understands it, but step back a little bit. Let him come to you. Like, enough is enough. Like, he's almost, now you have to understand, this is your dad. He's a little... He's a little spanking your brother a little bit. Like, get with the program. Mm-hmm. There, there's some tension going on here, and you, you don't have to lay out your personal life, and we, I'm, I'm not going to on the air. But what I'm saying is, is that your dad is letting you know, step into your power and step back. And maybe you've already done that a little bit, but do some more. Boundaries, okay. boundaries, my friend. Uh, yeah. That, love doesn't, that love doesn't, well, I say always go back to love, love yourself. You're fine. You're doing a great job. Let him deal with whatever it is he's dealing with because it's it's out of your control. And also your dad is saying, okay, there's a woman that's with him, and um, he's putting his arm around her, and he's, she's kissing him on the cheek. Um, uh, and, and, it, and, it, and it doesn't it – feels, it feels sort of motherly, mm-hmm. um, which would make sense. I mean, hello. But um, it's, it's also friendship. So, did you know your grandmother? Mm-hmm. Yep. You didn't. I did. You, you did. Okay. Were they were they close? Were your dad and his mother close? Kinda. I think. Because she... it feels that what's interesting is the dynamic I'm feeling is more like friends than I think it's like mom, but I feel more friendshipy. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's it not. Could be something that developed in heaven. Just you know. Well, you know, I don't know. No, I, I, I think that it's uh, more so um, lack of, a mo- like, it's a mother figure, mm-hmm. but yet it's more of a friendship. Like, you know, it's not this motherly love that's coming forward. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so that's what I'm getting at. So the other thing he's doing is, um, okay, this is interesting. He's repairing generational DNA. Now, that's some highfalutin stuff. Um, let me explain that. You know what it means, probably, correct? No. Okay. When, from a psychological viewpoint, uh, we carry our, let's say we have this pattern in our, in our families to, um, this, this dysfunction in our families that, with, with, like, especially with women, like, we already have no boundaries. Okay, we're all people pleasers. And it gets passed down and passed down. I'm just using this as an, as an yep, example. Yep. And usually when I use an example, it's the truth. But you don't have to, you know, I'm not asking. <laughs> so, and I'm not telling. I'm just using it as an example. Go ahead. So, 
So what's happening is he's working on your generation. He's going back to the generations. And, and this is interesting. I haven't seen this one yet. Oh, here we go. Um, he is actually fixing the generational DNA so the buck stops with your the pattern of generational stuff that's being passed down. This is functional stops because it's survival of the fittest. He knows that if it keeps, it's continue. That's what he's saying, stand in your power. Because he knows if it continues, that your lineage kind of kind of falls off. Do you, do you understand? Yeah, I'm going to share this because I think this is going to apply to other people other than me. There's this thing that happens when someone dies, and it can happen with siblings. Um, mm-hmm. And what it is is in the moment we're grieving, our brains are ta- and bodies are taking care of the grief within us. And mm-hmm. the healthy neurotransmitters and things actually are not working for what they are supposed to do. They're working on repairing, you know, going through grief. So we lose our memory and we lose a lot of our perception and our communication skills in grief and you don't know what's happening to you. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is a ton of relationships end when a parent dies or, you know, things like that. And in my generational DNA over and over and over when someone's died there are there's just many in the family that have no longer spoken and I know my family's not unique to this but I am a firm believer in teaching people about grief making relationships whole again giving this whole world of life after death and grief and everything just understanding so that doesn't happen again so when you're talking about fixing this generational dna it's like the buck stops here no more relationships with people that are still alive have to end when somebody dies so that's what i'm hearing in this and um and and i love that pop is empowering me and what i wanted to say before you were so kind into sharing stuff about my dad is when you talked about your friend that had passed away uh, and you got that one visitation. I've had numerous visitations or mediums say things about my dad. And it just, it really struck a nerve when you said that it can open the wound up again and feel that pain. Mm -hmm. And I heard my dad saying, you you, you know, I'm here. You don't need that opened again. And so it was just perfect to hear you say that to really know. And just like, I've always had this belief that dad's empowering me and like it came out of your mouth. So yeah, my intention is fulfilled. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we have to ask for our intentions. Uh, I'm not a mind reader. I'm a no? psychic medium. There's a difference there, Sandra. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I just think as as far as yeah, me if and the, the show. Yeah, isn't coming through, just, just ask. You know. <laughs> and thank your dad. Because here's, here's, Thanks, a, here's dad. Something, another little nugget. Okay. When you really get in touch with the other side, your fear of death lessens more. Because guess who I get to meet? Thank you for sharing him with me because yeah. I get to meet your dad. Thanks. Do you know how many people I get to meet? Yes. Like this excitement about getting to meet these people I've I've read for. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, you belong to, oh my God, I remember that. Yes. Oh, how sweet. So it's almost like a reunion. Yeah. And not only that, it's people that you have curiosity about because you have an hour or maybe an hour a year with people because they get readings on anniversaries. And then you get to meet the person when you die. How cool is that? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, I would say our time is overdue, but everything you said was so 
magnificent and amazing that I thank you for hanging out for a long interview, B. <laughs> Oh, my pleasure. And I thank you, our listener, for hanging out for a long interview. And I really hope it's been of value. I hope you got what you came here for. And I'm going to ask you also to be open to the miraculous because it's like if you book an airline ticket to Hawaii and you're going on a vacation to Hawaii, you're going to start seeing Hawaiian shirts everywhere. My mom is thinking about buying a van. And guess what? She sees white vans everywhere. So whatever it is that you put as far as your intention today, just be open that it might show up in some different ways even after we end this interview. So just be open, open for the miraculous. And remember, you are an immortal soul here on earth just having a human experience. And like B said, it's about the experience, experience, experience. Um, your life is important. All of our lives are important. There is a higher self that's speaking to you. Take the time and listen. Uh, go talk to a medium if that's something that it sounds like you'd like to do. If not, that's okay too. Um, B, any closing words for you before I end the show? No, just thank you so much, everyone out there, for taking the time. And 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 really, not it's not about taking the time to listen to me. Taking the time for yourself. Taking the time to be curious. Taking the time to be stay open. Mm-hmm. And taking the time, as Sandra says, to let that intention unfold. Because sometimes when we ask for a sign, we say, I want to get a feather. No, no, no. You know, be open to whatever comes in today after hearing this program. And or for a couple of days, actually. And keep going. Keep opening because doors will start to just open in front of you. And I, I, I just am blessed to to be with you all today. And thank you to Sandra. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And also remember to go to WeDon'tDieRadio.com. Make sure you're on my mailing list, and I'll be sending you some free goodies when when I have them all. And for right now, you can read a copy of my book, which is a good one. All right, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to We Don't Die Radio. Go to radio, WeDon'tDieRadio.com and listen to some other great episodes. Leave your feedback on iTunes if you like. And most importantly, just thank you for taking the time to listen and be here and put your life into this because it is about your life. It really is. And you having a good one. That's what I'm interested in. So thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Oh,